Grace and peace are yours in abundance in your knowledge of God and your Savior, Jesus Christ. God's word comes to us today from the gospel lesson that you just heard from Luke chapter 2, the great song and statement of Simeon over the Christ child. Friends in Christ, Christmas causes problems. Can I say that without getting in trouble? Too late now, I guess. What I mean is Christmas and everything that comes with it creates conflict. And that may not be what you expected to hear on the day after Christmas, but chances are you felt it. Christmas, of course, means a lot of things to a lot of people. Christmas that Christians celebrate is just as cluttered as the rest of the world, just as busy. But our clutter and busyness has meaning because it focuses on Christ. Christmas is the Christ Mass, or divine service celebrated in the church to mark the birth of the Christ. Christmas is about Jesus. And that causes problems. A teacher once shared an interesting account. Certain children who apparently did not come from Christian homes were noticeably uncomfortable singing Christmas carols like Silent Night. She claimed that some of the children even became close to violent when they heard references to Jesus. And this was not merely an emotional issue, although I'm sure it was at least this. When it was time to sing Jingle Bells, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the same children were notably, visibly relieved. They didn't have to hear about Jesus anymore. Now we can sing about Frosty the Snowman and Jingle Bells because they really don't matter to us. But if Jesus Christ is the Son of God, He matters. And somehow, these children knew it. And they wanted to escape. The arrival of Jesus caused problems in Mary and Joseph's life. Now, most of those complications were well known to you, I'm sure, beginning with the scandal of an out-of-wedlock pregnancy. But those problems were always being counterbalanced with surprising blessings. Both Mary and Joseph had direct communication with angels And then there were people like the shepherds whose appearance at the stable provided independent confirmation that God was telling the truth and that he was behind everything that was happening to them. Another person to offer such confirmation was Simeon. When Jesus was 40 days old, he was brought to the temple by Mary and Joseph for standard purification and dedication rituals. And we're told Simeon was right there waiting for them. 
And the Holy Spirit had revealed to Simeon that he would not die until he had seen the Christ, the one anointed to be the true king. So far, so good, right? Simeon takes the child in his arms and starts praising God, Lord, now I can go in peace because you kept your promise to me. My eyes have seen your salvation. Here he is. I'm holding him. Now think of this from Mary's perspective. Forty days into baby Jesus' life, and this is at least the second time a stranger has shown up to rejoice in the child. Imagine the encouragement that that would provide to Mary and Joseph. At the very least, this was proof they were not losing it. Other people were confirming God's plan. You can imagine Mary beginning to exhale until Simeon turns to her and says something that must have chilled her to the bone. He says, This child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that will be opposed. And a sword will pierce your own soul too so that thoughts from many hearts will be revealed. Excuse me? A sword will pierce my soul? People will be opposed to my son? What's happening? This would be hard for any new mother to process, Yet, Mary knew better than anyone, Christmas creates problems. But that's not all Simeon said. He had called Jesus the salvation of all people, appointed not just for the fall, but for the raising up of many in Israel. Simeon was functioning as a prophet in these moments. And he was telling the truth about Jesus. The baby would grow into a man who would reveal the heart, the thoughts of many hearts. He would grow and would be opposed all the way to a cross. And this seeming defeat would be transformed by God into the ultimate victory. To believe it is to receive salvation from the consequences of sin. And of course, Simeon was also telling the truth about Mary. She would witness the rejection, the suffering, and the crucifixion of her son. A sword to her soul. Yet she would see her son raised from death, alive. She would be numbered among the first Christians with a better understanding than most of the sacrifice involved in making salvation real.
It's true. Christmas creates problems. There is a sword that comes with it. We feel it in every uncomfortable conversation with skeptical relatives, friends, co-workers. We just don't understand why you're giving this time to this story. We feel that sword when the simple greeting, Merry Christmas, is deemed controversial. It stirs up an ancient conflict. And here is the heart of it. In Jesus, God is making a claim on everyone's life. And it's a claim that cannot be avoided. Now, it's a claim that people can struggle against. It's a claim that people can distance themselves from. But it can't be avoided. Not forever. The person who accepts this claim discovers something marvelous. The Christ of Christmas creates peace with God. In the great conflict, Jesus brings you onto His side, the side of good, the side of light. We, like everyone else, can be carried away by the busyness of Christmas. Much of it has very little to do with the Christ of Christmas, but you have given yourself a great gift today by being here because you've given yourself the gift of time, time to reflect on what all of the fuss is about. This is supposed to be a birthday celebration with an important twist. Jesus is not just one more child among other children. He is the one child who calls people everywhere to worship him. And yesterday's gospel reading, the gospel for Christmas Day, John chapter 1, revealed the mystery at the heart of this worship. The Word became flesh and dwelled among us. At the birth of Jesus, heaven becomes part of earth. Jesus, who is God, becomes Mary's child. And this child becomes the brother of every man and woman who ever lived. Jesus did not come down like an incognito king walking among his people in disguise and then retreating back to his castle when things started to get nasty. Now, he came down to take our pain and misery upon himself. If a sword pierced Mary's soul, then how would you describe what happened to Jesus? The Christmas carol, What Child Is This? says it this way. Nails 
spear shall pierce him through. The cross be born for me, for you. Hail, hail the Word made flesh, the babe, the Son of Mary. Have you ever noticed that verse is often skipped? Or the words of another verse substituted for them? A decision is made to edit the unpleasantness out of the song. The problem is you cannot edit the cross out of Jesus' life. Nor can you edit the sword out of Mary's life or out of the life of any Christian person. When God writes His name on you in holy baptism, you are brought into His family and you are treated like a favorite child. And you are joined to Jesus in his suffering. And when you become like Jesus in his suffering, that means you become someone who will be opposed. You become someone who will reveal the thoughts of people's hearts. It's not something that most Christians I know of go looking for to go stir that up in people. It just happens as you live your faith out in the world. But when that happens, when you feel that sword beginning to pierce, remember how Jesus was pierced. And remember that if you are joined to Jesus in His suffering, then you are also joined to Jesus in His glory, in risen victory, that this is your future in Christ. The sword always comes first, and we can't escape it. But then comes the time described in another Christmas carol that says, not in that poor, lowly stable with the oxen standing by shall we see Him. But in heaven, there at God's right hand on high, then like stars, His children crowned all in white, His praise will sound. Christmas created a conflict that climaxed at the cross, a conflict in which Jesus conquered on Easter Sunday. This is the light that shines in the darkness. With Simeon, your eyes see this light, salvation in Jesus. And with Simeon, you can go in peace into whatever comes next. Would you please pray with me? Almighty God, Heavenly Father, we praise and thank you from the depths of our hearts today that you sent Jesus into this world as a vulnerable baby to perfectly fulfill the law for us, to 
to die sacrificially for us, to rise from death for us, and to ascend into heaven to rule over all things for us. How your thoughts and your heart turn to us in compassion and love. May this be what gives us peace today and in a new year. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.